819 on the crosstalk on WIZM. Owning an electric vehicle may be a little easier, at least in your mind, than it has been in the past because one of the big issues is a range anxiety is is a less of a concern from those people who have purchased those electric vehicles from AAA who did this study. Nick Jarmus, good morning. Thanks very much for talking with us. Oh, good morning. My pleasure. AAA says that owning an electric vehicle is not the do-all, end-all to going green, solving the uh, the uh, planet's uh, pollution problems, but most people have said they're way too expensive, and besides, you can't drive them far enough. That's changing? Well, that's correct. I mean, our research has found on both of those issues, um, tremendous progress has been made. Uh, we did a cost comparison between internal combustion, you know, standard vehicles and electric vehicles, and found that on average, uh, the, the five-year cost of ownership uh, is only about 8% more annually for an electric car, um, you know, which, which is not outside the realm of possibility for a lot of people. Uh, and tremendous advances have been made in, in battery technology, uh, extending the ranges of these vehicles, um, or charging opportunities along the way as well has made it a more practical option uh, as well as a more economical option for more. Sure. I'm not sure how many people have purchased an electric vehicle with the idea that they can go uh, anywhere, anytime, any distance in that electric vehicle. But uh, the fact that it would be a a really good second car or around town kind of car has always been a financial thing for a lot of people. About uh, what did AAA find? $600 a year difference between the gas car and the electric car. That's not untenable. It isn't even even, but not bad, I guess. Absolutely. And, and of course, that's all based on averages and, and aggregate oh, sure. you know, figures. Certainly on an individual basis, it's really going to be determined by the needs and, and lifestyle of an individual driver, whether an electric vehicle is going to be a practical option for them or not. Um, and part of that is going to also depend on uh, where they live. So, you know, being here in you know Wisconsin, Minnesota, the upper Midwest, um, range anxiety, you know, does uh, have a, a weather component to it because in extreme cold, the, the batteries don't hold the charge as long, so you get less range when the temperature dips down to where we're at right now or lower. Sure. Uh, which means, you know, if, if that range anxiety is still a concern, it may not be uh, as good an option uh, in this climate as it would be in a you know more southern state or, or a warmer climate. Fewer people in Minnesota than in Arizona uh, own and drive electric cars. That pretty much says it, doesn't it? At the moment, anyway. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. At the, I'm curious, was there any aspect of this study that looked at uh, uh, the end of the day, uh, because a lot of people are looking at or promoting uh, electric cars as a way to go green, and uh, those who are concerned about that point out that uh, it isn't quite the answer. Is it any better? Is owning a, an electric car greener these days from uh, construction to the car is old and needs to be replaced now kind of thing? You know, I, I couldn't really answer that. That that wasn't the focus of, of our research. We're simply looking at it from a um, financial and, and consumer lifestyle perspective. We don't really measure the 
the carbon footprint or, or compare things like that. I know there are a lot of other groups out there that are taking a look at that at, at angle of the issue, uh, but that's not part of our, our survey. Are the cars, the electric cars, still heavily subsidized by the government? Some of them are. Um, so there are still, you know, federal and state um, tax credits out there. Um, some of them have expired, um, and some of them are based on um, the manufacturer. So, so Tesla and GM um, are either at or near the, the expiration because of how many units they have sold. Uh, some of those tax credits were meant as a way to just help these companies get off the ground and, and get these vehicles um, you know, into production and, and make it tenable for them to produce a vehicle that maybe not, may not at the time has had as wide an appeal. Um, so now that they've, you know, moved more units and, and they're able to survive on their own production-wise, uh, those credits are going away. But that, that tax credit was not taken into account um, in any of our surveys. We were simply looking at the, the out-of-pocket costs of owning the vehicle uh, and did not factor in any, um, you know, income tax credits or anything like sure. that that you may get on the other side of it. So, so our comparison still stands, regardless of whether there's the tax credits or not. Right. So the, the comparison is after purchase, not before purchase. So an electric car is still considerably more expensive to purchase, just a little less expensive to uh, uh, operate than it has been in years past. Correct. And, I mean, you know, part of that purchase cost, you know, turns into a depreciation issue. Um, so, you know, electric cars still also... They even do depreciate at, at a higher rate than uh, standard vehicles, but the the fuel savings and maintenance savings more than make up for that. Right, as long as you've gotten beyond the fact that to purchase that car, it is hev- or has been heavily subsidized by other taxpayers. And, you know, there, there's an awful lot of people, and I guess. I'm not the only one who counts myself in that group. As soon as an electric car can stand on its own without government subsidy or rebates and so forth, you just compare that gas guzzler and that electric car, even, even, then ta- and, and drivable in the winter, then talk to me about do I want to buy an electric car. Hey, uh, Nick Jarmus, thanks very much. AAA, uh, the... Uh, uh, study done. Maybe more people will consider buying an electric car in Wisconsin, as long as you've got a heated garage.